From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Pal. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. Absolutely. According to our mothers. Of course. So, Miles, how you been this past, well, I guess it's two weeks now. We haven't been on the air in, in a bit. We've had some scheduling issues. You yeah. changed jobs. And... I, I did. I changed jobs, and now I work second shift, which completely overlaps by several hours yes. in either direction. From yeah. <laughs> So we're recording at uh, 1140 on Tuesday night, the day this episode is supposed to go out. <laughs> so uh, it'll be up early Wednesday is probably when you guys are listening to this yeah. now. And I apologize for that, and I'm sorry that we weren't around last week. Uh, things just kind of got hectic and fell apart. Yes, uh, but we, we have things figured out again, so we should be back on a regular schedule Yet again, and I feel like this is the third or fourth time we've promised that. I have had several ju- changes of occupation yes. since we started this. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll figure it out. Don't worry, guys. We're still dedicated to bringing you the best beer possible. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, Miles, beer-related things. What have you been? My homebrew club. Still, it's a thing that's happening, and I am putting. Yeah, how's how's that going? Uh, we have uh, a website. That's exciting. What's we- the website? Uh, let's see. Ooh, and I just had it here. It is homebrew.manfarm.net, and there is two N's in man. That is a very convoluted URL. <laughs> uh, it's a subdomain. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with that, and it might end up having its own domain in the future. Okay. Um, but no sense in just you know working all that out now, especially since we got the prototype that looks so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. I've invited a lot of my friends. It is just River Falls Homebrew Club Facebook Very page. cool. Very cool. Uh, let's see. I believe we have a Twitter set up. And actually, if you want to wait five seconds here. I, can... no, I want to wait five seconds. Oh, that no. seems like a lot of fucking no, no, no. I don't want to do five seconds. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we have a Twitter. And let's see. Got a couple, or we got a new member already. She picked up his secretary. Thank you, Kim. Uh, That's right, because I quit. Right, he did. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we are. The uh, Facebook.com slash the RFHBC, and then at the RFHBC for Twitter. Okay, cool. Very uh, cool, very cool. So don't expect anything quite yet to start popping up there, but you can expect to start seeing things in the next week or two. Awesome, awesome, very cool. And I, you, what, what have you been up to? <gasps> I brewed, Miles. I, you didn't tell me. No, I didn't. I did that. I, was this another solo adventure? Just a yeah. Well, that's I. I I've I've decided brewing solo is kind of my thing. Like it's it's a very zen thing for me. Sure. Which um like there's there's on occasions when I'm like yeah you know and it was it was kind of last minute. Like I decided I was going to brew Friday. Isn't that but, about the only way you can brew these? Days? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and though you did help me uh, somewhat develop the recipe. Oh, which one is it? Uh, I I I did an attempt at the uh, Lightspeed clone, kind of. Okay. Uh, so I didn't have. Oh God, where where the hell? I I have all my notes in here. I'm trying to find them here. I'm I'm no. gonna pull it up on. Uh... I ha- well, it's it's changed a bit here. All right. Uh, so the grain bill's pretty much the same. Uh. It's 13 pounds, two row, eight pounds of Golden Promise, and half a pound of Crystal 20. Yep. 
Uh, and then they didn't have any Millennium. <sighs> so here's what I did. Okay. I did an ounce of Columbus at 60. Okay. Uh, then half an ounce of Nugget and half an ounce of Falconer's Flight at 30. All right. Then half and half at 15. Uh, and then two ounces of Falconer's Flight at zero. And then I'm going to dry hop with Falconer's Flight and Nugget. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, so I, I substituted Millennium uh, for Nugget as a flavor hop, and then Columbus for the bittering. And what yeast did you grab? Uh, I used, I have one with 1056, and then one with American Ale 2. Okay. Uh, yeah, so those are those are bubbling away right now, actually, right over there. Look at them bubbling away. Ah, fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Numbers-wise, uh, when I, I hit... I was I was a little I was a little under on everything. Uh I was shooting for an initial boil gravity of four four and I hit four two. Okay. So I that was close. And I was uh shooting for an original gravity of six zero and I hit five five. Okay. Well so, that's not too Yeah, bad. no, and I figured within the margin of error for me, don't like it's good enough. Yeah, uh, especially we'll since you don't apply the advanced brewing techniques that I always do. You're not just supposed to put it in buckets and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can. That's a very acceptable. What do you mean, way to a do fans it? brewing technique? I make my own equipment. All my equipment's handmade. Is it as specific and unbelievably complicated? Complex? No, mine makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was 30 degrees out. Uh, so. I I brought my mash tun inside to maintain heat. And sure. Yeah. No. It it was it was a very fairly uneventful brew day. Uh, I was really hungover in the morning, and so I didn't <laughs> like. I I literally tried planned on pushing the brew day from Saturday to Sunday, and then because I had to I had to be out the door by three thirty to okay. go to this Ludafisk thing. Right. So I'm I I'm like all right. I need four hours to brew. And I can I can do it in four hours. I gotta be out the door at three thirty. It's eleven o'clock. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ten o'clock. You know, I can do it. I can do it. And so I, you know, I get I get my grist all ground up and water heated, and I I mash in at about quarter after ten ten thirty. I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. I got plenty of time. Getting ready to start my boil. Run out of propane. Oh. Well, shit. So then I run over to the uh, the local the, hardware store. The local hardware store. Get filled up. I'm back. I'm going, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be tight. So I didn't have time to cool my wort, so I put it. I put it hot into buckets, uh, and just let it set overnight because I needed to get out of the kettle into yeah. buckets. Yep. Uh, let it set overnight. Pitch the following day once it reached temp, and yeah, should be fine. Sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds good to me. I'm I'm really excited. I it, for anyone who's curious to look at the original recipe, uh, it's on Brutoad.com and it's called Speed of Plaid. Oh, I it's it's on uh, Brutoad also as if you search for Lightspeed Clone, you'll find uh, let the let let the Wookie win, and yeah, that's right. It's a better name. Uh, I like mine. <laughs> yeah, but mine's better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it is and it's just labeled brute uh it's uh lightspeed clone v1 yeah uh i think i need to uh either up the not up the well i'll know more when i taste it but it's not quite dark the srm isn't quite right 
Uh, when I was what do you, what do you think it. it came out as? Do you have any real guess? It's 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 a it's like two shades too light. Okay. Um. But yeah, that was that was my brewing adventure. It was pretty fun. Uh, I had some of the most active yeast starters I think I've ever had. They both exploded on my counter. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Well, and one of them was in one of them was in a growler, and the other one was in my liter flask, and they just both both went. Poosh. That's why you need what I have. Yeah, nobody needs what you have. <laughs> Everybody, you don't. You do one gallon batches. You do not need what you have. You could do the batch in the flask, <laughs> and still have space left over. Almost true. <laughs> it's almost true. All, All right, right. So, uh, with with your beer, what kind of glass would you? suggest people drink it out of oh that's right we're doing glass yes we're, this, see, week. this is my segue oh because segue did you actually hard. want me to answer that question yeah why not segue no it? no no go for it all right um well it's a pale ale so i'd say a pint glass aha uh-huh. probably a good choice in my opinion it's, it's, i mean it's a pint glass i guess you could do you could do uh like you could do something like not like you just you could do something tulip like just to get that uh, nice concentrated hop aroma. Yeah, but no, it's it's a pale ale. Yeah, no, and you're gonna drink it in pints. Might as well pour it in pints. It's a true story. All right, uh, so that kind of brings us to the homebrew quiz that I have you for day for today. Uh, cheers to the glass from which we drink. Okay, That's my all right, book. all right. Uh, Hang on, do do I get a choice of like glass names so I can remember them all? Yeah, I got them all. Uh, and if you want, I got a URL if you want to go to it. Okay. I'm ready to type, Miles. All right. Uh, beeradvocate.com. Okay. Slash beer. Slash 101. 101. This is so exciting for our slash listeners. Slash glassware. I bring you up to it? Glassware 101. All there right. It is. Okay. Um... All right, I won't look at the I won't look at the beer types. I'll well, just look the, at the the beer type is actually why I grabbed this here. Okay, no, but I won't. I just <clears throat> okay. I just want to know my options here. When All I'm, right, yeah. Uh, and then so I also, I'm not cheating during the quiz, right? And I also grabbed it just for a uh, picture reference. If you weren't entirely sure what okay. we were, okay. anyway. Let, let, you talk a second. I'm going to write these down into a notepad and close it. Just All right. For, for all right. Um, so we're going to be talking about the glassware that people drink beer out of and we kind of touched on this uh during our last episode because we both find it very interesting the scientific uh reasons that these certain glassware came out for the beer enjoying experience so the first one we're going to have here is the pilsner or the pokel glass uh for those who don't know the pilsner glasses are generally smaller than a pint they are tall slender and tapered why do you think a glass of the Pokal variety is shaped the way it is? Uh, why? Can yeah, we just um, say Pilsner instead of Pokal? Because I said Pilsner or Pokal. I know, but then you said Pokal and you <laughs> made me. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, so the Pilsner glass, it's, uh, I, I think it's shaped that way because the Pilsner is such a light and delicate uh, style of beer. If you're going to get any aroma or anything, it really needs to be focused into a very fine area, right? Well, partly yes. Uh, so that, well, that's part of the answer. So, yes, 
but there is also. Uh, it's typically tapered. A Pilsner glass is made to retain the head while showcasing the color and the carbonation of the beer. Makes sense. So it gives it that really thin um, thin quality so that you can see all the way into and through the beer, even though you probably could have anyways. Uh, generally used for lagers, Pilsners, box, double box, and Schwartz beers. Okay. Mug. A large mug, typically cylindrical, with a handle and used without a saucer, believe it or not. Yeah, it's going to be for your uh, for your German styles of beer. Uh, let's see. Because <clears throat> when you get drunk, a handle is very nice. Plus, it allows the very hot barmaids to carry more. Yes, it really does. And what, what's one of the big reasons for its actual design? Hot barmaids? Hot barmaids was one of the many good, good reasons. <laughs> I don't know if we need another one. Uh, no, there, there is one good more. Oh, uh, so the mugs also usually have a thicker wall yep. for uh, clinking the glasses together. Uh, not just that, but it also helps maintain the, the temperature. temperature of the beer. Yes, I guess I'm thinking more of they're festive and fun. and As well... They barmaids. hold a lot more beer. Yes. That is that is the other really good reason. Barmaids, and it holds a lot of it. And you can smash them against each other without and, fear and of breakage. And clink festively. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what kind of beers would you drink out of a mug? Out of a mug? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking Oktoberfest, if you, uh, possibly a Doppelbach or two. Uh, really, uh, any of the, any of the, like, the more popular German styles of beer, I wouldn't, not, not necessarily the wheat beers, those would go into a Weizenglass or something like that. Yes. And when we get there, uh, but, yeah, no, any of those, you know, dark, uh, I guess robust lagers, I would call them. Uh, stouts, porters, smoked beer, anything you'd really like to drink a large amount of. Yeah. So, I mean, this one is pretty simple. This one's probably on the low rung of having a scientific reason behind yeah. it. Uh, it's more of a cultural reason. Yeah. A very good one. I mean, barmaids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then we get uh, to the pint glass. The pint glass. The the. You have one in front of you. Yeah. Well, you also have a no-neck pint. I do, don't I? Uh, we'll, we'll actually get into that next. But uh, the pint glass is probably the glass that everyone thinks of. The conical uh, glasses are shaped, as the name suggests, as an inverted truncated cone. Uh, it gets about one inch in diameter bigger over its height, also called the shaker pint. Uh, so what do you think the purpose behind this glass is? They stack easy. Pretty much. Yeah, they stack easy so they're easier to store in bars. Yeah, that that's, that's literally the reason. <laughs> yeah. There there was nothing fantastical about this one either. Uh, they just, hold liquid and you can stack them. Yeah, gen pop views. Uh all right, the nonic pint. So as as he said, I'm drinking a nonic from a nonic pint right now. Uh it is a variation on the conical design where the glass bulges out a couple of inches from the top. Uh this is partly for improved grip and also so it doesn't stick together well stacking yes uh, but there are other reasons what do you think they might be now uh I'll, I'll give you a hint this this kind of glass is generally used for session ales well i mean it's it's 
that's an true imperial pint, so it's bigger. But that you can have a pint glass that size too. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but no, generally this it's just it's bigger. It also has the larger surface area to grab more of the oh, heat from so your it's hand. Less. Yeah, and then the bulge uh, in addition to stacking well helps you hold it. Yes. Uh, it is, and I actually found out where the the nonic turn came from. Hmm. Uh, let's see, from sticking together, and partly to give strength from the top yeah, of the rim no from nick. being chipped. Yeah, it comes from no nick. And that brings us to the Vising glass. Uh the Vising the glass. Vising. What, guess what you drink from this? Uh I'm guessing, you know, rye beers, uh stouts, uh anything but wheat beers, really. <laughs> <laughs> originating or originating in Germany, the glass is narrow at the bottom and slightly wider at the top. It kind of yep. bells out a little bit. Um what are the purpose what is the purpose design? Um it's they're, I mean, they're designed to hold uh, the amount of beer plus a very uh, delightful amount of head. Yes. Uh, so you can really get that good wheat head that, you know, all wheat beers should have, that nice thick head that just sticks around forever. Yes. Uh, so the width both releasing aroma and providing room for the thick, fluffy head. Um, it is much taller than a glass pint. And it is, they should universally have etching on the bottom of the glass to promote carbonation from the beer. Not just letting it happen by itself, mm-hmm. but forcing it out. If you go get talls from Buffalo Wild Wings, those come in vising glasses yep. for no reason. Yeah. No reason whatsoever. At all. All right. And then we have, I've cl- I put these together because they're very similar uh, the chalice and the goblet. The chalice and the gap. The chalice and the... Okay, do you, does this one need description? I don't think so. All right, so we're just, uh, what kind of beers do you think we would drink from a... So, I mean, I we kind of went into this last week uh, when we were talking about when I was... Or, well, I guess Two last episode. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I went on a little bit of a tirade about glassware. Uh, this... Which inspired this episode. Yes, yes. So... So goblet chalices, uh, they're usually much smaller than your your typical pints. Uh, so, well, I mean, they don't necessarily have to be, but when you go to a place that has, you know, I guess, well, that would be a snifter. Yeah, Ch- uh, the the chalice in the goblet is bigger than the snifter. They they aroma, I guess, would be the re- I don't know. They're they're big snifters, so they're just same things, but different. Uh, it's made with a wide mouth for head retention. Um, many are etched at the bottom to create a, a good stream of bubbles. Uh, and it, it seems like a lot of the same reasons for the Weizen beer, except this one is made for bigger, darker beers okay. so that it doesn't carry nearly as much. And then for those who are curious, do you know what the distinction between a chalice and a goblet is? Yeah. Take a wild guess. One is bowl shaped. No, they're they're both pretty much shaped the same. Um, chalices have thicker glass. Okay. Yeah, and the goblet is more delicate, thin glass. Um, you would think it'd be the other way around. You would. Because goblet's not. a hardier word. It is, though, isn't it? It is. They have. They should redefine these. Um, so, what kind of beers would you drink out of this? Um, I'm guessing if we're going for. 
bigger beers that I'm going to drink in quantity. Uh, I'm looking at stouts, um, maybe a porter. Belgian beers, maybe. Belgian Belgian. beers. Oh, yeah, but I don't drink Belgian, so I never think about them. (laughs) You should get into Belgian beers. No, I'm good. The only Belgians I'll drink is a sour. I suppose it's a good one. All right, and I apologize if I pronounce these wrong, but a Stange or a Becker, or excuse me, and a Becker. Those are the uh, those are the straight uh, straight pints, essentially. Yeah, right? f- effectively. Do you know what the distinction between the two is? A Strange and a Becker. Yeah, between a Stange and a Becker. One is strange. No, and one is there Becker. is no R. <laughs> Stange. I was making my joke. Um, right. No, I really well. Wait, no, I really don't. Um, the high narrow cylindrical stange is traditionally used for a Kolsch. A Becker is used for an alt beer. It is similar, although slightly shorter and fatter. Okay. So one's tall and thin, the other is short and fat by comparison to each other. Um, so what do you what do you think the use behind these beers is or these glasses? I think they don't make any sense. Because if you're going to use a tall, thin thing, you already have a Pilsner glass. Why don't you just use a Pilsner glass? Too thin. It takes, uh, it's too easy to warm up. Now, if you drink it fast enough, <laughs> wear gloves. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> uh, for these beers uh, that have pleasurable, hoppy aromas, use the stange. The cylindrical glass is similar to a Tom Collins glass. And should be used to serve box fruit beers, rice, and Rausch beers. And IPAs. You want hop aromas? I guess you could put pale ales in them, too. I think uh, these... Though, ones... I mean, I would use a tulip more for an IPA than... Yeah, that that's usually the, yeah. the way I go. Uh, for the for the stem. Yeah. But I have, like... I don't know what to call them. They're like stemmed stanges. Then that seems like something that will fall over. You have a tall glass. Well, it's not, I mean, it's not overly tall, but the thing is, is it's like just straight up and down yeah. cylinder, and then there's a stem on it. I have like three of them. It just, uh, it seems like the center of gravity on that would be kind of wonky. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's only like six, six, eight, six or seven inches tall. Uh, I, I, I use it more like a sampling glass yeah. a little bit. Uh, all right. So we have uh, the flute here. The flute, the flute, very similar to a champagne flute. flute. What do you? What kind of beer do you think this is preferred for? Sours and and I don't know, probably some other Belgian bullshit. <laughs> Lambic and fruit beers. So sours. Lambic sour, fruit can be sour. I suppose. All right. Yeah. No, I didn't get the fruit one. But yeah. um, so why? Why? Because they are very wine like. And champagne. Well, I guess they're more champagne-like because they have they can have the carbonation. Uh, you really want to focus any of those flavors and aromas. Um, well, yeah, actually, because it's uh, tall and thin. He seems surprised, right? No, um, I am too. It is really late, <laughs> <laughs> so it it concentrates a lot of the aromatics in one small area so that you can smell it every, uh, and then it's also thin so that you can see into the color, and see the carbonation. And then in addition to it, because it's t- uh, as tall and as thin as it is, when you tip it to take a sip every time, it swirls the beer around so it re-effervesces itself. 
so that you can keep smelling it and seeing the foam. Cool. Because uh, these beers typically don't have head or lacing that sticks around for they too do long. They do not. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to the tulip. Ah, uh, the tulip. The, the standard tulip. tulip. The... I do enjoy a good tulip. We're talking about the glass, right? Yeah, what? I don't like flowers. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I am I mean, Dutch, maybe, maybe. so. <laughs> uh, the body is bulbous, but the top flares out to form a lip. Yeah, no, these, uh, I pour IPAs into them all the time. Absolutely. I, it's, it's my go-to IPA glass. It really helps you get all of those delightful hop aromas. Uh, it, the stem keeps your hand off of the, off of the beer to, you know, to, to keep it cold a little bit longer. longer. Yeah. Um, also, the, the little lip gives more volume inside the glass to leave room for head retention and then the lip itself also lets you get to the beer underneath the foam so that you don't you know have to tip your head way back to how are you drinking beer i just poured it in this thing and (laughs) (laughs) not pouring beer on my face miles yes uh it's also very good for showcasing the aromatics of a beer yeah no it's um other other beers it suggests you you drink from this is belgian ales uh, some Scottish ales and some barley wines. Makes sense. Yeah. I would not drink barley wines from my tulip. It's too big of a glass. Yeah. Much, yeah. much too big of a glass. See, what would you rather put a barley wine in? A thimble. <laughs> I suppose it's not your favorite style of beer, is it? How about a realistic answer? A snifter. All right. Snifter. All right. Now we're back on to the thing I want to rant and rave yeah. about because yes. bars need to stop doing this. All right. So a snifter is a type of stemware, a short stemmed glass whose vessel has a wide bottom and a relatively narrow top. It is mostly used to serve uh, aged brown spirits such as brandy and whiskey. I ran into this problem again, Miles. Oh, did At you? At the Where? Central Waters anniversary party, oh. the last beer I ordered was a barley wine. How much barley wine did they give me? A pint. Love it. No. Yes. No. I do not need a pint of 14% beer as the end of the night beverage. Everyone does. No. What I need is like just a bit of a nightcap or a nice pint of like a Kolsch or a Pilsner or something light to just kind of cleanse the palate before I fall asleep. I'm not going to lie, but a pint of barley wine is going to help you fall asleep. No, it helped me stumble out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Let's see. So why is this glass shaped the way it is? Same reason. Like, it's shaped very similar to a goblet or, I guess, a tulip where, you know, it's bulbous and narrow at the top. This one for... uh... It's just smaller. Very specifically, it's it's much smaller. Like a proper snifter is going to be really, really thin at the t- or really uh, small at the top. And what it does is a lot of these very strong beers rely on the alcohol to get the smell out because it doesn't have much carbonation. And because alcohol is so volatile, it'll just float away with the wind and you won't be able to smell it at all if it's in something big and open. Okay. And so you get a small amount and you can swirl it around, which is another primary reason for its shape. Uh, You actually have to get your nose up there to smell it usually. Okay. And then small in volume because 
chances are by the time you're putting something in a sniffer, you shouldn't be having too much of it. Or a pint, apparently. <laughs> Which is still okay in my book. No! Yes! No! I'm okay with it. Not. I was really hungover the next day. Was it fantastic? The hangover? No, not so much. Just a two and a half hour drive back. <laughs> Do you know what helps cure that type of hangover? Red Bull and lots and lots of pills. Lutefisk. Lutefisk has never cured anything, except <laughs> maybe living. <laughs> and hunger. No. Lutefisk doesn't cure hunger. Sure it, it does. It causes it. <laughs> No, because if you take a look at it, all of a sudden you're not hungry anymore. Oh, God, that stuff is nasty. <laughs> so you enjoyed it then? Oh, so much. I enjoyed the 75-cent beers. Oh, man. <laughs> Lots of line use that night. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if I, I suppose can we, can we get this uh, Beer Advocate link up for people so that they can reference it? Uh, well, we, we talked about it in the thing. Uh, just go to – just. I mean, if you just Google Beer Advocate – uh, glassware, it'll pop right up. Yeah. Um, I could try to throw it in the description. We've been having, it, I've had issues in the past with putting links in the description, though, so okay. I don't want to. Okay, no, no, fair enough. I just want people to be able to, um, be able to use proper glassware with proper beers. You forgot one, Miles. What, what did it, the oversized the wine glass, glass. I, I the suppose. one for alcoholics, right? Uh, no, I actually did not have that in. Um, I found a different source. Well, oh, so originally. you sent me the wrong source. No, 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 no uh, Well, that explains why your goblet and... Well, no, your goblet's on here. The other one, your other bowl one wasn't on here. Chalice? Yeah. No, it's on there. Goblet or chalice. Yeah, same thing. Same I didn't say thing. they were used for different things. I said they were very similar. The difference is the width of glass. We have all this recorded. If you want to go back and listen, we I'm can do this. I'm not going to go back and listen. Because <laughs> that requires work and time that you do not have. It's midnight. It's after midnight. <laughs> Does that mean we're getting to the end of our show? I think so. Oh. I think we were getting to the end of the... Well, we're also at 30 minutes. Oh, so. well, that's good. Yeah. You know what we should do? Cigars and whiskey. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to go to bed. I don't <laughs> care what you do. That's that's what's gonna happen, Miles. <laughs> Get my ass to bed because I got work in the morning. I got work tomorrow at three. Me and Miles got work tomorrow at three. Man, oh, well, right. if you enjoyed this show or any of our other shows, <laughs> go ahead and hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios or uh, hit our Amazon link of the on our homepage. Uh, just go buy your stuff on Amazon after clicking the link, and we get a bit of a cut. It's super easy, super fun. All right, uh, this was a little bit of a short wrap-up because, like I said, guys, I'm exhausted, and I'm sorry. I am so sorry about the, uh, well, just the delays and stuff. Uh, please stick with us as we try to figure out a better schedule on getting this stuff together. All right, guys, well, I will hopefully see you next week. <laughs>